This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello everyone, how are we doing? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another episode of Life's Your Bitch or welcome to your first episode potentially of watching listening to my show <laughs> can i call this a show is that what these are called if you see any of the guys i've made the best drink although it is so rich like i probably should have put some more water in it now that i'm sipping it again it's actually so rich obviously you'll have to go and see the tiktok if you'll know how i made it and what i made but i made an at-home mocha kind of vibe I'm feeling very chill today. I'm feeling in the mood for a very chill, chatty kind of podcast. I've not thought out that much about what I'm about to say in terms of gratefulness and journaling, which I always think is quite nice. And I mean, although the episode itself is extremely planned out and is mainly from resources on the internet, it's not necessarily, not much of it's from my own head. The idea is there because I'm interested in the topic, but as you guys know, I'm trying to educate myself on stuff I find interesting and then come to you and tell you what I've learned. Um, next episode is really fun. So it was going to be the episode like three weeks ago, but I've just decided before I started filming this that it's actually going to be the episode after this. I got my tarot cards read. So that's something I guess I'm grateful for because I've been given a little bit of direction. I swear, I think it's my pots. <laughs> Supposedly pots can give you um like concentration problems like brain fog which i definitely have i find it really hard to concentrate in like meetings and stuff on, on things people are saying so i recorded my whole tarot card meeting reading um and i'm gonna go back over it all and then like write notes on kind of like what she was saying so i can listen to it again so i can give you guys a good podcast but coming off it i was kind of like i literally can't remember anything you've said because there is a lot they like talk about a lot but um there were some really interesting things in it. Obviously, I'm not going to spill the beans because you're going to have to listen to next week's episode. Yeah, but it was really interesting. And I feel like I've been given a lot of guidance, especially on like one thing that I'm going to start looking into that I'll tell you about next week. And I'm going to do a whole episode on this thing that I've been called to look into. Um, so yeah, I'm grateful for that. That was super fun. What else am I grateful for? I can't lie, guys. I feel like the universe hasn't been on my side the last few days. I've just been trying to get into GPs and struggling a lot. People sending me back and forth with other people. Like, there's nothing in my head that I can think is sticking out to me. Like, wow, yeah, that went really well. Or, which is funny because that's something she actually said in the reading. She was like, you need to sit back and, like, thank the universe more often. And I was like, you're so right. So let's try and thank the universe. Let me think. What am I grateful for? What's gone my way recently? Oh my God, guys, I'm not gonna lie. I have been sat here for not like stupid amounts of time, for like three minutes. And I just can't think of something that I'm really grateful for. That's a bit niche. Like I'm so, I feel like really grateful for my boyfriend recently. He did like the cutest thing yesterday. Um, and we're going on like a big trip soon, as you guys know, which is actually in a week today, he'll be here, which I'm, I can't, I'm so, do you know what? I'm really grateful that we've booked all of our hotels and stuff. And I'm really grateful for like the experience we're gonna have, but I just can't help but feel like that's a bit of a cop out for things I'm grateful for. Like, obviously I'm grateful that I'm going on holiday. I like being grateful for the more like mundane things. You know what? I'm grateful for this drink. I say that every week, but this is actually a really good one. Like I'm grateful this turned out the way it did because it's fucking yum. But I guess this is the reality of it sometimes, isn't it? I actually don't think I've put myself out enough in the last few days to be particularly grateful for anything. Um, like I've not really spent much time in nature to be grateful for that. I've not really thrown myself into journaling. Um, 
I just don't know. I don't feel like I've done anything or anything's happened or been in a situation that I feel grateful for because I'm not going to lie, I've just been like working, working, working. Um, but I am, do you know what I'm grateful for actually? But I said this a few weeks ago. I feel like I finally got over the bar- got over the barrier of like actually being productive and like being productive just to be productive, if you will, like just ticking things off that don't actually need to get done. Um, but yeah, nothing is really sticking out to me, guys. Like, I'm not gonna lie. So I'm not gonna. Oh my god, I'll tell you what I'm grateful for. Yesterday, me and the girls went to the cinema. I love a cinema trip. Tango, sugar free Tango Ice Blast, absolutely. But we went to Tesco beforehand because uh, Gabby said the other day. Oh yeah, me and my mum went to watch Elvis. I got a pick and mix, felt like a child, loved it. She literally said that to me, like, she's been on holiday for two weeks, probably like four weeks ago. And I have not stopped thinking about getting a pick and mix and like going to the cinema since. And we did it yesterday. Tesco pick and mix, a normal medium cup, great size cup, three pound. We were like, no way, I swear these things are done by weight. And you get the, like you get to the checkout and they trick you. No, two pound with a club card. Who has a club card? Gabby. Irrigent also does, but I don't. But, so we got them all for £2. And it was great. And do you know what? I didn't, Gabby was like, oh yeah, I did this last time. And then we got to the cinema and like, I actually didn't eat at all. And we were like, oh yeah, but you always do that. Gabby's like, Gabby claims that she loves a snack, but she literally doesn't. Like me and Imogen are snackaholics. Like, <laughs> if a packet of biscuits gets opened or brownies or something, Gabby will have like two and be like, oh, that's nice. And me and Imogen literally went, we can't stop eating. <laughs> Um, so we were like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And I literally had like three and I was like, oh my God, I feel sick. That's not true. Then I ended up eating half the cup, but the cup is still in my card, but I'm not, I'm not grateful for that. I'm grateful for, it was two pound and it was so much fun. And I'm so happy I know that because I feel like that is the start of, me and the girls really want to start a TikTok. We've always wanted to for the last like year called Fizzy3. Actually in my New Year's vlog, there's us like trying to plan the logistics of it because we love sweets like i said we love snacks and our favorite thing to do is just like we've got one sweet shop that we love it's not a sweet shop it's like a corner shop but we just think it's really cool and we always go um and get new stuff go to tesco always get new stuff we're, all, we're very snack people in bali loved it tried all the different snacks all the crisps all the sweets all the chocolate like yesterday when we had a pick and mix i was like guys we really need to start this fizzy free where we just rate different sweets and stuff because we are very passionate about it anyway Yes, the pick and mix I was grateful because it actually really boosted my mood. And that's about it. Yesterday after spin, I didn't think I was going to faint. Sounds nice. <laughs> my area feels like really quiet, guys. I don't know what it is. Like, it feels eerie and I don't know why. Anyway, the journal from last week, it was obviously with tea. No, it wasn't with tea. Fuck. I can't even... What is wrong with me, guys? I literally have like serious brain fog right now so okay we went hustle culture we went friends and then we went how to make life your bitch and now here we are right okay so if my cal- calculations are correct the hustle the hustle culture last week fucking hell guys sorry i promise i will let me start reading and then we'll be on to something the journal prompt last week was if you knew you couldn't fail what would you do and what's the one thing holding you back so i'm not necessarily scared of failing there's a few things i would do if i like i'd probably invest in my podcast invest in my youtube a bit more like buy and buy um hire an editor for my youtube maybe get someone to make like tiktok um content for the podcast if I knew the investment was going to be worth it. But that's not scared of me failing. That's me, like, not having money to throw down the drain. <laughs> like, if the investment... If I knew the investment would be worth it, and it would get followers, and it would bring back that money, like, I wouldn't be wasting money, I, would, I think I would do that. But that's not me scared of failing. That's me, not, like, actually not having the funds to do that. Um, but what's one thing holding me back? I think I hold myself back a lot. Um, like, not... Not, not believing in myself. I don't know, just having a bit of a generic goals, not always like planning to the best of my abilities, like really goal setting. Like I think I hold myself back because I don't think I have the best. And I actually took a willpower test that we're going to talk about at the end of this episode. I don't think I have the best willpower at times. Like, you know that quote where it's like in one month, you can have one month of progress or excuses. I am an excuses person. And it's so weird because it's only in some aspects of my life. Although at the moment, I feel like it's pretty much 
in all aspects of my life for like 50 kind of percent. Like I'm traveling along, yeah, I'm going to workout classes, I'm making like healthy salads for lunch. Yeah, I'm making podcasts, I'm doing what I'm doing. My YouTube is another story at the moment. I feel like I'm really slacking and I don't know what's wrong with that. But I think it's because so much of my energy is going on to the podcast so that I don't miss one while I'm away. Like I'm pre-filming like episodes for every week now, but also six more. Um, so yeah, I feel like I hold myself back at the moment. I feel like I'm just kind of giving like 50% to everything. Which is why, again, I actually really wanted that tarot card reading that you're going to hear about next week. Just to kind of, like, give me some guidance, give me some direction, reassurance. Or be like, no, you are right. Like, if it doesn't... Do you know what she did say? Which I was like, wow. She was kind of like... There were so many things she said that we thought was so interesting. But she said, do things, like, when you feel inspired. And how, how much have I said that recently? Then my goal is to just, like, if something feels good, do it. Like, if I'm editing a YouTube video and I don't like it, stop. If I'm filming a podcast and I don't like it, stop. She's like, when you get the inspiration for something, just do it. And I was like, wow. So I think I hold myself back, which is me trying to keep accountability for myself. <laughs> okay, I've swapped my coffee for my bottle of water because I have got such a banging headache. I've got my water, my glasses on, my headphones on. I definitely look like such a little nerd right now. But... Instant versus delayed gratification. As I said, a lot of this is going to be red, so potentially bear with me, but we should be okay. So I think about instant gratification, delayed gratification a lot. It's something that I've kind of spoke about here and there in podcasts. I'm sure you've heard me mention it in, um, I think I spoke about it in like the Habit Girls Summer or whatever it's called one. Um, and a few, just a few other things. I think I, as I said, don't have great will power. I suck at delayed gratification sometimes and I know I've spoke about it because my mum sent me a big text once after a podcast like you are really good at delayed gratification and you work really hard at uni even though you didn't want to because you wanted the outcome that you got and this is almost like I was just saying that it's in like parts of my life I feel like I can only have like determination and delayed gratification in like one area of my life and the rest I need like instant and at the moment I feel like that delayed gratification is probably like within my podcast like I said like really pre-filming things so that I can carry on with it. Like, to me, that's delayed gratification because instant gratification for me right now would be, like, not to, you know, film one or two podcasts every day for a week because it takes up a lot of time and there's maybe other stuff that I want to do, but, like, I just really love the podcast and have that delayed gratification with it where, like, I can see the benefits. Like, I can see the benefits of that delayed gratification is going to have and I'm able to do it but I'm not able to do it with like health and kind of fitness at the moment. Like I'll get to a fitness class and that's kind of the extent to it, what, like two or three times a week. So, and then I was saying to Tia something this weekend, I can't remember what I said, it wasn't in a very serious context, but I just said something about blah, 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 yeah, like all instant gratification. And she was like, what? And I was like, oh, interesting, she didn't know what it was. So I was like, I'm going to do a podcast episode on this because I think once you recognise what they are and you're able to like act differently it's a really good thing to do it's really like if you're into like self-awareness and self-development which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast I think these two terms are something we should get familiar with basically so instant or immediate gratification is a term that refers to the temptation and the resulting tendency to forego a future benefit in order to obtain a less rewarding but more immediate benefit. For example, if you have the goal of good health or weight loss or just like, yeah, general good health, but you drive past a McDonald's, you pick instant gratifications and you're like, oh yeah, I'll just get a little chicken mayo and kind of forget your long-term goal because in that moment, like that's what you want and you're unable to keep that goal in your head and opt for delayed gratification. So you just go and get the McDonald's. Or I've got a few examples later. Maybe I'll read the examples now. Urge to... Oh, we've already said that one. The desire to hit snooze. That's a good one. Instead of getting up early to exercise or get up early and, like, get on with your day. Like, you know you have to be up. And if you... Oh, this is a good one. Like, hitting snooze, right? Because you want more sleep. But then that means you, like, can't make your lunch for work. And now you have to go and buy a meal deal and spend, like, £3. But in that moment, you're like, oh, fuck it, I'll just spend £3 on a meal deal. Forgetting that your long-term goal to, like, save money, you know? The temptation to go out for drinks with friends instead of finishing a paper, studying for an exam, or even just, like, 
want to wake up early, not go to work hungover. The desire to buy a new car that will require a high interest loan instead of waiting until you've saved enough money to buy it without taking a loan. Or, oh my god, a good one. Next day delivery is like the epitome of instant gratification. Like spending £7 on delivery because it's only like £3 more than normal delivery because you want it tomorrow. That is such a good example. Anyway, um, the flip side of instant gratification is obviously delayed gratification or the decision to put off satisfying your desire in order to gain an even better reward or future benefit. It's easy to see how delayed gratification is generally the wiser behaviour, but we still struggle on a daily basis with the temptation to give in to our immediate desires. Apologies if that was a bit quiet. Hopefully maybe this is a little bit better. I'm not sure it might not be, but anyway, sorry. I am not good at this. So why is it so difficult to choose delayed gratification over instant gratification? At the heart of instant gratification is one of the most basic drives in humans, the tendency to see pleasure and avoid pain. This tendency is known as the pleasure principle. It's clear that humans are, at least to some extent, driven by the desire to experience pleasure. Here are 10 reasons it's difficult to practice delayed gratification. Number one is a desire to avoid delay. It's uncomfortable to engage in self-denial and all of our instincts are to seize any opportunity for pleasure as it comes. Number two, uncertainty. Generally, we are born with a nearly infinite certainty and trust in others, but over time, we learn to be less sure of the, re of the reliability of others and of our future. This uncertainty can cause us to value the less beneficial, but almost certain and immediate over the more beneficial, uncertain and long-term. So I don't know if that makes sense 100%, but hopefully you get what that means in the sense that um, we're scared of uncertainty. So if we know something's going to feel good now, we'd rather take it than like if your goal is, for example, weight loss. I feel like this is just an easy one to kind of because it's a bit num numerical, like you might not be sure that you're going to reach your goal weight by your point anyway. So you're like, oh, fuck it. I'll just have a McDonald's now because that's going to feel good. Because imagine if I didn't have this McDonald's, didn't get this good feeling and then didn't hit my goal weight anyway. Like it's uncertain. So you pick the good here and now instead of like the uncertain long-term benefit. Age. As I'm sure you're likely you've already noted, younger people have a tendency to be more impulsive. While older people with more life experience are better able to delay their temper and their urges. Imagination. Choosing delayed gratification requires the ability to envision your desired future if you forego a current desire. If you cannot paint a vivid picture in your, of your future in your head, you'll have little motivation to plan for it. Cognitive capacity. This is a smart one. Higher intelligence is linked to a more forward-thinking perspective. <laughs> Those who are born with a more innate intelligence have a tendency to see the benefits of delayed gratification and act in accordance. Makes sense. Poverty. Even when we see the wisdom in delayed gratification, Poverty can make the decision complicated and even more difficult. If you have an immediate basic need that is begging to be met, e.g. food, shelter, it's unlikely that you will forego this need in order to receive a future benefit. Impulsiveness. Some of us are simply more impulsive or spontaneous than others, which makes delayed gratification that much more difficult. This trait is associated with problems like substance abuse and obesity. Emotional regulation. Individuals different individuals' differences in emotional regulation also impacts our tendency towards instant versus delayed gratification. Emotional distress makes us lean towards choices that will immediately improve our mood. Makes sense. And those who have developed emotional regulation problems are especially at risk. Sorry, I put the comment in the wrong place there. <laughs> mood. Even those with healthy emotional regulation can be led astray by their current mood. We all experience bad moods, boredom and impatience, all of which serve to make immediate desires that much more seductive. Anticipation. Finally, the experience of anticipation can influence our decision to delay gratification or seek it immediately in either direction. Humans generally like to anticipate positive things and dislike the anticipation of negative things, which can lead to decisions to be put off or to engage in them as quickly as possible to seek pleasure or avoid discomfort. So I'm going to talk to you about Tim, Ur Tim Urban's kind of, is it theory? 
He has this thing called the instant gratification monkey, kind of like story, theory, and essentially it's what he think goes on, goes on in a, um, I was gonna say unproductive, what's the word, procrastinator's head. So procrastination is the act of delaying or postponing something, putting something off, putting off working, putting off going to do your chores, just like putting something off. I'm sure we all know that. A non-procrastinator's brain, rational decision maker, would think, I do things that make sense. I think long term. I need to get this work done today. I'm just going to start it now so I can have free time later. Procrastinator's brain thinks the same. They think, yeah, that makes sense. But he says they've got a little instant gratification monkey in his brain. It looks much cooler on the drawing and makes a lot of sense. So if you're interested, go and read the whole article so you can see the drawings. But I'm going to explain to you. He says this would be fine, cute even, if the rational decision maker knew the first thing about how to own a monkey. But unfortunately, this wasn't part of his training and he's left completely helpless as the monkey makes it impossible for him to do his job. So the human's like, the human's, the human, the human's like, yeah, cool, it's work time. The human's aware, right? They know they have to work, but the monkey's like, mm, no, 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 let's get into a deep YouTube hole and then check all of our socials, reorganize our camera roll. You know, the monkey doesn't want to work. The fact is, the instant gratification monkey is the last creature who should be in charge of decisions. He thinks only about the present, ignoring lessons from the past and disregarding the future altogether. And his concerns, and he concerns himself entirely with the maximizing the ease and pleasure of the current moment. He's like, why would we continue this job when we, job? <laughs> He's like, why would we continue this jog, this run, when we could stop, which would feel better? Why would we practice this instrument when it's not fun? Why would we use a computer for work when we can use it for play? You know, he thinks humans are crazy. In monkey world, he's got it all figured out. You eat when you're hungry, you sleep when you're tired and you don't do anything. And said human who has this monkey in their brain doesn't know how to put up an effective fight. They just feel worse and worse about themselves the more he fails to stop the suffering of procrastinating. So I'm sure we've all been there when you just can't start work and it's like, you know you should be and no matter the longer you wait, like the worse you feel. And I love this analogy, he says it's a mess. The, and with the monkey in charge, the procrastinator finds himself spending a lot of time in a place called the dark playground. And I really like this analogy, I guess you could say, of the dark playground. The dark playground is a place every procrastinator knows well. It's a place where leisure activities happen at times when leisure activities are not supposed to be happening. The fun you have in the dark playground isn't actually fun because it's completely unearned and the air is filled with guilt, anxiety, self-hatred and dread. How many times, maybe you haven't said this, but me and my uni friends used to say this together all the time, I can't wait for our deadline to be over so we can do nothing and not feel guilty about doing nothing. You know, because when you have something to do and you're procrastinating, whether that's on your phone, watching a film, even out shopping, like, it doesn't feel relaxing you never do it with like actual fun unless maybe it involves other people and then you like completely forget but like it's always in the back of your head that you have to be doing something so that fun you have in the dark playground isn't true fun and i was like wow love that so true anyway as it turns out there is one thing that scares the shit out of the instant gratification monkey the panic monster <laughs> the panic monster is dormant most of the time but he suddenly dormant does that mean like he doesn't he's asleep but he suddenly wakes up when a deadline gets too close or when there's danger of public embarrassment a career disaster or other scary consequences and the monkey is gone it's really cute in this drawing he's like ah and the monkey's like ah and then he runs and it's really cute why else would then an extraordinary lazy person begin a vigorous workout routine or start writing eight pages of an essay other than the panic monster freak out and these are the lucky procrastinators, he says. There are some who don't even respond to the panic monkey. The panic monster. <laughs> there are some that don't even respond to the panic monster and in most de desperate moments end up running away with the monkey. Tim says this has to change for three reasons. It's unpleasant. Far too much of the procrastinator's time is spent in the dark playground. Time that could have been spent enjoying satisfying well-earned leisure things if things had just been done to a more logical schedule. Makes sense. And panic isn't fun for anyone. Number two. The procrastinator ultimately sells himself short. He ends up underachieving and fails to reach his or hers, sorry, it just says his on his notes, potential, which then eats away at him over time and fills him with regret and self-loathing. Three, the have-to-dos may happen, but the want-to-dos never will. Even if the procrastinator's 
is in a type of career where the pranic monster is regularly present and he's able to be fulfilled at work. The other things in his life that are important to him, getting in shape, cooking meals, being with family, writing a book, learning instruments, literally anything, never happen because the panic monster doesn't usually get involved with those kind of things. Like the things you want to do normally don't have a deadline. Like you wanting to learn a new instrument or like wanting to cook a nice deal, the panic monster's like, meh, there's no panic there, there's no need, so he doesn't get involved. So the undertaking of these things that make our life like richer, more fulfilled, more enjoyable, don't happen if you constantly see to instant gratification and procrastination. What to do? Empathise with your future self. Before making a decision between the instant and delayed gratification, take a moment to think about how your future mental state will be if you opt for instant gratification. How your future feel? Will you be made happy by this decision or will you be upset that you didn't opt for delayed gratification? So anytime, was that swallow really loud? It felt really loud. Anytime you're going to make a decision, I try and do this with myself now. Even with distractions, when I'm doing work, my instant gratification is like multitasking so that I can scroll on Instagram like while I'm editing. And now every time I pick up my phone, I'm like, do I want to make this decision? No. Okay. Or if I'm like trying to knock it up for my spin class and it's like 20 past six and I know if I don't get up now, I'm not going. I'm going to be like, I keep asking myself, when at 8am are you going to be pissed off that you've only just got out of bed instead of having a whole spin class done and I'm like yeah so I'm like okay get up then like I'm really trying to think about my future self when I start to make these decisions pre-commitment one of the best ways to protect yourself from the temptation of instant gratification is to make some decisions beforehand if you can set some of your most important decisions in stone now, you'll be less likely to change your mind or go through the hassle of backtracking or undoing your preparations. So for example, setting your alarm 10 minutes before if you know you're going to wake up late, laying your gym clothes out so you eliminate the decision making. So I think when you have to make the decision between anything, what to wear or doing something or not, or make the decision between takeaway and non-takeaway, if you've got meal prepped in your fridge, it's literally quicker to go and grab it than to make the decision to get a takeaway. Like you'll literally have to wait 40 minutes for takeaway to come. Making these decisions beforehand so that, I think decision-making is the reason we don't do half the things that like we want to do. Like, I don't know if anyone's seen this girl on TikTok. It didn't have loads of views, so maybe not. And she says that the only way she gets up and goes for a run in the morning is because she has to act before her brain has the time to think. Her stuff's laid out. Her water's already ready in her fridge. She literally just has to get up, put on her shorts, tie her hair band with a hairband that's already there, go and grab her water from the fridge and just go. And she's like, I literally have to do it within like 15 minutes before my brain has the time to think and make the decision of do we want to go or not. Like making things so smooth for yourself that will obviously align with your goals so that you don't have the decision to kind of do otherwise. Break down your big goals into small and manageable chunks into small goals. Big goals are fun to set and they can be motivating, but they can also seem overwhelming. We all know this is me to a T. When you must decide between instant and easy gratification and delaying your gratification in an attempt to meet a big, distant goal, it's hard to stick to your long-term goal. Breaking these goals into smaller pieces with rewards after each step makes you more committed and more likely to make the best decisions. So it's kind of like we were saying earlier with, um, uh, what was the word I used? When we were talking about um, uncertainty, like you're unsure if you're going to meet your big goal so you just go and have the mcdonald's anyway or you just like sleep in because you're like oh it's not gonna make that much difference anyway whatever but if your goal was to wake up before 8am every day this week you know by choosing instant gratification today you've fucked your goal for the week like just making small daily weekly goals so you can reach them instead of like your goal being like i'm gonna wake up at 5am every day from here on in no excuses because then you're going to be like right well i'm not going to do that anyway so i'm just going to wake up at 8am today anyway but if you just make things small and easy like if your goal is just like don't order a takeaway like this week and then deal with next week when you come to it you won't be so urged to be like oh i'm just going to do it because you want to like everyone wants to reach their goals and if they seem easy like do you just don't have to order a takeaway like this once we'll deal with tomorrow when we get there like that's it gives you that motivation and like sense of achievement to keep going. So I think that one's really important. I really like all three of them. So empathise with your future self. Try and think about your future self before you make the decision. 
make a pre-commitment if that's not enough because sometimes I'll be like at McDonald's drive-thru and I'm like oh but I did say I'd start eating healthy but I'm like oh well you know I've got no food in the cupboard anyway so making a pre-commitment and having that food in the cupboard and then making big goals into small goals like me being like oh, I said I was going to be healthy what does be healthy mean it means no takeaway during the week you can only have takeaways on like Fridays and Saturdays or something you know following them three steps is definitely going to help you pick delayed gratification over instant give a future you a bit of compassion and a chance to succeed before making decisions when temptation is there always ask yourself if it aligns with your highest future self aside from the impacts of our personal life when we give into instant gratifications there is also a society-wide impact as well we are undoubtedly becoming a society that is accustomed to getting what we want and when we want it and there is a big reason for this technology and social media Although instant gratification has been a struggle for humans for a long time, it is undoubtedly harder than it used to be to delay your gratification. The biggest contributor to this is modern technology and social media. As you have essentially the world at your fingertips, it's extremely challenging to consciously choose delayed gratification over instant in an age where Amazon has accustomed us to one day or same day delivery. You can get same day Argos delivery. Like you can get a coffee machine delivered before you go to sleep that is not okay that does not help you not want it because you're like it's gonna be here today netflix and hulu have gotten hulu (laughs) hulu have gotten us hooked on instant streaming it seems unthinkable to like wait for something else perhaps the biggest influence on our gratification habits comes from social media not only can we find out in an instant what all of our friends are up to and share the pictures we snapped just a moment ago we can meet new people in seconds as well Dating apps offer the opportunity to connect with literally millions of people in seconds and filter them by dozens to specifications to delay of only a minute or two. Think on Tinder, on shopping websites, on anything. You can literally filter everything. You can filter your dating app to be six foot, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, likes dogs, like whatever the filters are, I don't know. Uh, You can filter people's hobbies, likes, interests, songs so that you spend like one minute on this app flicking through people that you might potentially like rather than five. So you spend two minutes looking through white short dresses instead of every dress on the website. Like every, there is literally filters and opportunities to make everything quicker. I mean, I'm dyslexic so I can't talk and I know people enjoy audiobooks, but even like audiobooks, like being able to just like get through books as quick as possible, like, Anything you want to do, there is a way that you can like make it quicker now by like technology and social media. I am so guilty for this next one. I know you all are. There was a university study that found that video streaming quality has a shocking impact on viewing behavior. If a video takes more than two seconds to load, viewers start melting away. And each additional second of load time causes an additional 5.8% of people to give up and move on to something else. I literally have to, you know how we were saying earlier, like noticing when you're choosing instant gratification. I have literally started to like wait on Google if something's not loading because I recognize myself. If I press search and it doesn't come up, like this sounds stupid, but I know you agree because internet's so fast. And if it doesn't come up literally within the second, I'm like refresh, 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 refresh. I'm double tapping, getting rid of Google, doing it again. And like that time that I took to do that because it didn't come up that second, it probably would have loaded by now. Really noticing (laughs) when you're picking instant gratification. I do this on TikTok even. I'm watching a video and my attention span is so short. When I feel the urge to go to the comments to just give myself something to do while I'm listening to the video, I'm like, no, watch the video. Have you ever come across one of the videos on TikTok that's like, um, I am here to increase your attention span. Uh, all I ask is that you watch the whole way through this video and don't go on the comments and they're like if you really need to you can go onto the comments but just don't like scroll past I'm here to increase your attention span and then by the time you got to the end of it their fucking hoodie had changed from blue to green and like silly things like that like I feel like our attention span also really doesn't help this instant gratification because our attention span is so short that like um I want to be like entertained for something new 
is like so prominent, which feeds hand in hand with instant gratification, like being bored, so moving on, that is instant gratification. Anyway, millennials get a lot of flack for their tendency towards instant gratification. But ask a millennial about instant gratification and you might get an answer about how much longer this generation is waiting to get married, have children, buy a house or dig out of student debt. To be sure, millennials don't get everything they want on demand and are actually more patient when it comes to certain things. But they are, cert- but they are certainly accustomed to receiving entertainment and communication with minimal delay. So I think that's really interesting because, like they were saying, we no longer have this, well, maybe not everyone. I feel like if you have parents that have been married a long time, or even if they haven't and they've divorced, they probably got married quite young, right? Like my parents are, they're actually, they're actually like 16, my dad's 60 next year, but you didn't hear me say that. Um, and they got married when they were, my mum was 22, like I'm 21. I... The thought of even, like, moving in with my boyfriend, I'm like, I feel too young for that. Like, we are delaying our life events, but because we have grown up with social media, like, if Google takes more than two seconds to load, we're annoyed. But we're happy to not have kids until, like, ten years later than some of our parents. Which is very interesting, isn't it? But I guess guess that's just life. Like, we actually can't buy a house. We're not delaying it. Like, we literally can't afford to buy houses, really. So you don't always need to say no to things that are going to make you feel good. Giving yourself a break once in a while is important and treating yourself to an award after hard work is really important. However, these occasional treats are much more valuable when you have only made, when you've made delayed gratification a habit. So instant gratification is really lovely. Like coming home after a hard day of work and cracking and open a bottle of wine is great. Or when you've had a hard day at work and you want to go get a McDonald's, you want to get a takeaway or whatever it is, or you want to hit snooze on a Saturday because you've done your work, like lying in on a Saturday when you've like earned it is so much better than lying in on Tuesday when you're not supposed to. Like instant gratification is good when it's rare. Otherwise, it's kind of like we were saying about that dark playground. It's not rewarding if it's not done when it's supposed to be done. And if it's all the time, then it's just a bad habit that you're trying to kick. So what are we at? We're at 36 minutes. So delayed gratification, a marshmallow test. This is kind of like, have you ever seen the TikToks where they'll put two sweets in front of a children, a child and they're like, don't eat the sweets. I'm going to leave and come back and I want to see if you've ate the sweets. That's not really delayed gratification because they're not getting an extra benefit by waiting if, when the parents come back. Obviously, they'll be praised, but like either way, they get to eat the sweets in the same amount of sweets. The only like delayed gratification is like the praise from the parents. Like there's not much of a, that's just seeing if you've got a well-behaved child. Do you know what I mean? So, but the marshmallow test is children are told you can have one marshmallow now or two when I come back. So they'll be like, I mean, you can have this one marshmallow, but I'm going to go and get some more. So you can have another one when I can come back, but you can't eat that one now if you want another one. So the incentive is there to wait because you can get more of a benefit. You can get another marshmallow. Obviously, some children waited, some t- children didn't, some children ate the marshmallow, some children didn't. Like, the results weren't, I can't remember, like, not that crazy. But, basically, the point is, the children who were willing to delay their gratification and waited to receive the second marshmallow ended up having higher SAT scores, because this was obviously in America, because we don't have, oh no, SATs. We just call them SATs though, don't we? Oh my god, SATs and SATs are the same thing. That is bizarre. Why have I never thought of that? Why have I never realised that? We don't call them SATs. We just do stats. Or we do call them stats. Are they stats or stats? I actually don't know. High SAT scores, lower levels of substance abuse, a lower likelihood of obesity, better response to stress, better social skills, as reported by their parents, and generally better scores in the range of other life measures. Success usually comes down to choosing the pain of discipline over the ease of distraction. And that is exactly what delayed gratification is all about. Which, like I said, is why I'm absolutely pants at it, because I love to be distracted. One of the easiest ways to begin delaying... the One of the easiest ways to begin exercising your delayed muscles is by practising mindfulness to undo autopilot thinking. So like I say, you go to pick up your phone while you're working, looking at it and being like, right now I am choosing to be distracted and not work hard. And now I'm going to have 20 extra minutes of work by the working day ends. Everyone's gonna leave this office and I'm still gonna have stuff to do. Okay, I'm gonna put that down. (laughs) Like really interrupting your autopilot thinking is so important. Like I said, when I notice I'm on Google, I'm like, 
don't refresh that just wait just wait let things take the time they take when you're on tiktok even if you're enjoying a video are you ever just like oh skip make yourself watch it don't give in to that like instant gratification boredom the more aware we become of our automatic behavioral responses to impulses the better prepared we are to delay those impulses interrupting the default mode does require more energy and can be uncomfortable at first it can, however, make us more mindful of our behaviours and our reactions. Here are some specific actions you can take to help build your delayed muscles. Monitor your distractions first. Phone, TV and the internet may be a good place to start. You can install apps to monitor your usage and see how you're really spending your time. I feel like this just comes with looking at your, like screen time every week, like seeing where you're spending your time and trying to change that. Eliminate objects of temptation. It's much easier to avoid junk food when it isn't actually there. Or like turning your phone off, turning your notifications off. The next time something upsets you, try and control your emotions. So this is like instant gratification, like snapping back at someone. Focus on the choices that you have in handling the situation. When emotions are easily digestible, it can be easier to make clear decisions in real time. Positive Psychology, the website I was kind of using to get all of this, have some really interesting, they've got five worksheets. Um, and basically just go and have a look. Um, if this is... If I'm like, if any of what I'm saying resonates with you and you want to like actively work upon it, they've got five worksheets. Um, they're super simple, super like digestible, but really easily like break down topical problems. They've got one on like changing your reward for something. So like I was saying, if your tendency is to come home from work, pick instant gratification, have a glass of wine and whatever, like that's fine. But if you're trying to not do that every night, they've got one on rewards. It's like, what's your current trigger? So like stress at work, what's your reward? alcohol what's wrong with this reward liver problems maybe it makes you hungover maybe it makes you tired it's expensive it's just not that great for your overall health what's a new reward you want to do um come home and watch an episode or come home and go on a walk or come home and get stuck into some cooking and what's the benefit of this new reward and then kind of like laying that all out you can kind of see and then afterwards this isn't on there but you could set like a little like challenge little task being like okay if I do this for one week then I'm gonna let myself you know buy something or then if I do it for two weeks this is gonna be my reward like set a little strategy for yourself tracking and journaling is a really reliable oh, lost my place tracking and journaling is a really reliable way of improving your overall capacity to delay gratification um sorry this website has so much about weight loss that's like the example they keep using if someone has the goal of weight loss logging your food intake is a great way to begin journaling the journey towards that goal the activity welcomes self-awareness and mindfulness in impulse control so tracking how well you're doing basically to go back to it goal setting is an important piece when attempting to de delay gratification this is something we've kind of already spoke about but keeping your eye on the prize if you will can enable you to envision that possible future that positive future that can help you manifest that into the real world through real-time habits so they talk about something called an if then let me find it again setting an if then parameter for delaying gratification can be helpful along the way when pursuing a goal creating scenarios ahead of time allows for an easier real-time decision making when pitfalls presence present themselves for instance when pursuing a health goal, setting up a precise way to respond if a temptation pops up allows you to respond to that with delayed gratification. I hate their example. So their example is, if I want a snack, then I'll do 20 squats and drink a glass of water first. I think that is so fucking toxic and, well, can be very, very toxic because you don't have to earn your food. There should be a different way around that. If I want a snack, I'll make sure it has a fruit in it. I like the glass of water. Like, if I want a snack, I'll also do something that has a health benefit. So I'll have a piece of fruit with that snack. Or I'll drink an extra glass of water with that snack. But don't fucking do... Did you ever see... You remember, like... I feel like social media used to be so bad for, like, um, disordered eating kind of tendencies. Like, I used to watch this person that was like, if I want a snack, I'll lunge all the way to the fridge so at least I, like, did exercise on my way there. You don't have to do that. If you're hungry, go and listen to your fucking hunger cues because not listening to them isn't going to get you anywhere. If you're hungry, you don't have to earn that fucking food. You're hungry. Sorry, I just thought that was stupid. But I like the 
if-then approach in the sense of uh, if I get this task done, I'll make sure I rub myself a bath and have a really relaxing evening and make sure that I really switch off. This is what I always do. If I'm like working a bit later than I kind of thought I would or I've got like one too many things and I thought, I'm like, look, if you finish this, because this will make you really happy tomorrow. I'm sorry it took this long. It wasn't supposed to take this long. But if you can finish this section of work, you'll absolutely love it tomorrow. So if you do, then we'll go and have a bath. We'll go and relax. We'll go on a walk. Or even maybe I'll fucking pop open a bottle of rosé. Although I'm actually quitting drinking. I'm not going sober, but I am going to stop casually drinking and stop getting... Stop drinking to the point of getting drunk just while I figure out what is going on with my heart. Um, not my heart. That makes me sound really dramatic. But um, yeah, I'm just not drinking that much recently but like that I don't mind having a glass of wine if it's gonna make me feel good but I'm not gonna have like six to the point where I'm drunk and I'm not just gonna like casually drink when I don't need to but yeah I think an if then approach is good if it's not toxic like don't yeah I don't need to repeat myself how to practice delayed gratification in daily life. Delaying gratification can be an energy depleting activity. So you'll surround yourself with an easy environment that takes away decision making as what? As that's where you decide against in instant gratification. Like I was saying, I've said this already, but I kind of wanted to really outline things. Um, wanting to go for a workout, having your clothes ready, meals being prepped. It's literally quicker than ordering food or having your office completely set up with a to-do list next to you so that you're not deciding what to do first today because your to-do list is already fucking there. Planning your run route so you already know what you're doing. Um, going on a walk with a friend so that you don't miss your walk, anything. Positive distraction is another way of practicing delayed gratification. I thought this was interesting. Creating, I think this was for children, but we can, we can adapt it for adults. Creating opportunities for play where positive distraction pull someone away from their urge to act on an impulse is helpful. Studies have shown that certain games can help people move forward when they're no longer focusing on a pain of a current experience. The urge to eat, drink, smoke, anything that's not great. I was thinking, why don't we just put on loud fucking music and dance until our stress is gone? Coming home from work, me thinking, like, me finishing the day of work, thinking, oh, I just want to pop open a bottle of wine. How about this? How about we put on About Damn Time by Lizzo and dance until we feel like we don't need that bottle of wine anymore? You know, that makes me sound like a fucking 50-year-old woman. But I thought that was really interesting. And maybe something I'm going to try. So my, me dancing was my interpretation on play. I don't know what else us as young adults would do. Like, I'm not going to start playing fucking Guess Who by myself. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it needs to be, like, a stress-relieving, like, really fun. And to me, that was, like, putting on music and, like, actually being, like, woo-woo-woo and, like, letting yourself free for a minute. So maybe try that. If you're trying to, like, beat a habit, beat a uh, smoking junkin', when you get the urge for a cigarette, about damn time by Lizzo, have a fucking twerk moment and see how that helps. <laughs> Self-directed speech, obviously, motivating yourself and reminding yourself why you're doing what you're doing. So kind of like we were saying at the beginning, compassion for yourself, stopping yourself and be like, look, you can do this. Do you know what quote I love at the moment? I can do hard things. Reminding yourself, this is hard, oh, fuck it, I don't want to do hard. I can do hard things. Someone said that the other day and I just thought, oh, I heard it somewhere and then my spin teacher said it again and I was like, oh my god. She's like, this is hard, we're on our last track. She's like, I know this is hard guys, but just always remember like, we can do hard things. And I was like, fuck yeah, I can do hard things. Anyway, so I did a willpower test. I'm pretty sure this was also on the Positive Psychology website, if not just Google willpower test. I got 40, it's like a set of 15 questions about like, you set a new year's resolution. What are you doing? There's temptation. How do you respond? I got 47 out of 100, it says. You're no this is so accurate. It says you're no stranger to resolutions and you're likely no stranger to successful resolutions and some not so successful ones. Therefore, you're at an advantage because you probably know what methods and goals work for you and what to avoid. Perhaps you've been setting your goals too high on some occasions or your determination tends to lose momentum. Take a serious look at your resolutions that you set. Are they realistic? Is your deadline flexible? What are you using to reward yourself after achieving certain, certain milestones, like losing your first kg? This fucking website loves a weight loss analogy. Remember, it takes approximately 21 days for something to become a habit. Once you reach that point, 
things are more likely to become a little easier to keep up. Is that not me to a T? Anyway, so that is the episode there. I didn't write down a journal prompt, so I'm just going to think of one real quick. Okay, so for the journal prompt, let me think about how we're going to word this for the Instagram post, but I can talk to you freely here. I want you to recognise what forms of like instant gratification you give in to most. So when do you, on reflection, think, when are you most likely to do something that feels good in the here and now rather than delay it? Like I said, I think it happens to me at different points in different areas in my life. Like, I won't really, like, not film a podcast that I know I have to film or not edit a video that I know I have to upload because um, I guess kind of the panic monster comes in. I know I'll be fucking annoyed if I'm on holiday and I miss a podcast upload. Like, I already know that. But, like, driving past McDonald's and getting a salted caramel ice frappe when I probably shouldn't because I've got a coffee machine at home and they're not that great for you. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go and do that. Which is obviously, like we were saying, fine sometimes, but not all the time. What, what's your most common instant gratification reward? When do you give in to instant gratification the most? In what area of your life? Or is there an exact thing? Can you not resist a Papa, jo- Papa John's? don't know why I said Papa John's instead of a Domino's, but I don't even like Papa John's, so that was really weird for me to say. Or is it when you're stressed after work? Is it, are you trying to give up smoking? Like literally anything. When do you give in to instant gratification most? And on that note, I'm going to love you and leave you. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I will see you all next Sunday with my tarot card reading podcast. Goodbye. Happy Sunday. Have a great week. (laughs)